Many of our nation's unemployed have been waiting anxiously for these benefits to come through, and I'm so proud that today we can tell them that the help they needed is on the way. Welcome to NPR's Planet Money. I'm Hannah Jaffe-Walt. And I'm David Kestenbaum. Today is Friday, November 6th. That was Senator Jean Shaheen, Democrat from New Hampshire, you heard at the top. The Senate and House have passed a bill to extend unemployment benefits for 14 weeks. Coming up, we look at the most basic rule of economics about how much things should cost, and we find a place where that rule seems totally and utterly broken. But first, our Planet Money indicators... They're on my head today. $88.97. That is the price of the Sony headphones I am wearing right now to hear your beautiful voice, David. And $57.92, my Levi's jeans. Lastly, $1 even, my Diet Coke. We are talking about prices today. Yes, and that most basic rule of economics that you mentioned, David, it helps us make sense of all those prices that are all around us. And it's actually so much a part of our daily lives, we don't even really think about it. We totally take it for granted. And it is that if two stores are selling the same thing, say tubes of Colgate toothpaste, they both have the toothpaste in two different stores, and they should be selling it for about the same price. It's not going to cost like $3 in one store and $1,000 in the other. Yeah, because no one would pay $1,000 for the toothpaste, and uh, so they would go to the other store. Um, we hear this from economists all the time. The two prices should be similar, but, and it makes sense. But, you know, economists can be wrong. So we thought, okay, we're going to test it just to be sure to see if it's really true. So, David, we're going to go shopping. You have your cell phone with you, right? I got it. Okay. And I have my cell phone. We're going to go grocery shopping. You're going to go to one store. I'm going to go to another. Two stores, two blocks apart, and we can compare their prices and test this theory. Are you ready? All right. Yep. Ready? Break. Okay. So, David, are you there? Yeah. I'm in the magazine aisle. All right. Let me go to the magazine now. Hang on. All right. I got Time Magazine, Wedding, Glamour, Consumer Report. Time Magazine. How much is Time Magazine? Time Magazine in my store costs four ninety five. Oh, it's four ninety five in mine too. Oh. What about Consumer Reports? Yeah, that one is five ninety nine US. Really? Yep. Mine is six ninety nine. <laughs> you should come to my store. <laughs> Your store should be out of business. Campbell's Soup. Let me find the soup. Excuse me. Where's the soup aisle? Yeah. Two? Thank you. Mine's in aisle, aisle three. Okay, thanks. Okay, I'm in the soup aisle. Uh, SpaghettiOs original. <laughs> okay, SpaghettiOs original. Full serving of vegetables, one, $1.09. All right, my uh, Campbell's SpaghettiOs original, full serving of veggies, six essential vitamins and minerals, $1 even. $1 even? Yours is how much? 
Yeah, pretty close. Okay, and we're back. See, basically the same price. Yeah, pretty close. And if they were not the same price, um, you know, I'd probably go over to your store if it were cheaper. I, I have to say my store was better, it seemed like. <laughs> well, honest. I mean, my store, all right, my, my store would, certainly would go out of business if everything in it cost twice as much as it did at your store. Yeah, exactly. And this is how a market is supposed to work. If one store can do it cheaper than the other store, if one store runs more efficiently, it wins. And the more expensive one goes out of business. And that benefits all of us. You and I, all customers, benefit from those low prices. It turns out there is one place where this simple bedrock rule does not apply, though. You may have guessed it. It is healthcare. Yeah, of course, healthcare. Healthcare. As this gentleman found out, his name is Brian Kegley. And this is just one story. This, this thing happens every day all around this country. But for Brian, it began with his wife, who was in some pretty serious pain after giving birth. After the birth of our second child, my wife had uh, a number of problems and pains. And so like anybody would do, you go to the doctor to find out what the problem is. And so we had to run a number of procedures to try to diagnose the problem. So we have two MRIs, a CT scan, a bone scan, and then the bills came. And the bills were pretty shocking in the way that medical bills are often shocking. The MRI cost Brian and his wife $2,000. But the real surprising part actually came next. Because Brian Kegley started looking around online in medical forums, and he found all these people saying, hey, you need to shop around for MRIs because prices, they can vary. Slowly, by researching online, you find, I found, various areas where I could go to get an MRI for half the price that I got it for, my wife got it for, at the hospital. And what did you think when you heard that? Floored. I mean, absolutely floored. I was like, how, how can that happen? Why does it happen this way? I was kind of like, I didn't realize that you could actually, you know, prices differed. I thought an MRI was a cost of an MRI. How does this market work? You know, it, it kind of floored us. So at that point, then what you do is you simply pick up the phone and you start going through the yellow pages or through your, your browser and you call facilities and say, what are you going to charge for this? So what are you going to, what are you going to charge for this? And so that's what I did. This took Brian Kegley a very long time. It involved a lot of time on hold and getting transferred and just not really getting answers. But there is a quick way to find out and get answers. In fact, Hannah, that is why you and I went to Pensacola, Florida, because we wanted to meet Brad Myers. Brad Myers, founder of New Choice Health. It's newchoicehealth.com. So Brad used to work for a big insurance company down here, and he was one of their numbers guys. So he saw these huge price differences every day. And they were not just for MRIs, they are for a whole variety of procedures. And it really bugged him. So his website, which is newchoicehealth.com, N-E-W, anyway, it will give you prices for all kinds of things, gallbladder removal, hernia repair, colonoscopy, and often you'll find cheaper prices at standalone facilities than you would find at big hospitals. And these places can be close by. Brad showed us on a map of Pensacola. An example, as MRI of the shoulder, go to Davis Highway, it's about uh, half a mile south of... Bio Boulevard and get the MRI at this Pensacola Open MRI Center for $400 to $450. Or you could pass that place, take a right on Bio Boulevard, and go to Sacred Heart and have it done for twice that, $800, $850. 
For double the amount. Double the amount. And, and, and these two places are down the street from each other? Within a mile. No, that seemed impossible to me. How could that be? So we got in the car, David. You and I got in the car, and we went to visit that hospital, Sacred Heart Hospital. And we met with Mike Smith, a vice president there. He deals with all the prices and negotiations with insurance companies. And he said, yes, they they do get paid about $800 for an MRI of the shoulder, And yes, that's probably more than the outpatient place down the street. But he explained that one reason the hospital charges more is simply that it costs a lot more money to run a hospital. Yeah, as we were sitting there, look around the hospital, it's a huge place. I mean, as he pointed out, it has a 24-hour emergency room. It has nurses. It has beds. They're not all full, but you want to have the beds there in case you need them. And, you know, they have lots of equipment and you know, he said, you all, we all want there to be hospitals, and they're expensive. When you know what hits the fan and you got a big problem, you know where you're going to be. Every need you have in the hospital is taken care of, and we want it to be that way too. So that's why we have to, you know, stand, take certain positions on how much we're paid and why we may need that $800 MRI payment. So that $800 pays for all that other stuff. They have to make money wherever they can. If you've ever wondered why you've gotten a bill like $10 for a Band-Aid or 50 bucks for ice, I know I'm just making that up. But um, he says when he goes in to negotiate payments with insurance companies, he is thinking of the total costs. So basically they, the hospital negotiates for everything together. He says he never goes in and says, okay, I'm going to negotiate the price of a shoulder MRI. Do you even know in that whole formula what the actual cost of doing the MRI is? It's not the cost of that MRI is not going to be reflected anywhere on that MRI anywhere on that bill. That's not part of what you see, that's not part of what we bill. That's not there. Do we know what our costs are? Um, you know, I know what our costs are cuz I can look at our income statement and tell you we made X amount, you know, overall. I don't, you know, have in front of me the cost of a shoulder MRI. But I know overall, when I look at our, our income statement, this is how much our revenues exceeded our cost. And that's, you know, that's the bottom line. And cost, there are lots of costs in a hospital, staying open, the nurses, beds. And hospitals have to do something that an MRI outpatient center down the street never has to even consider. They have to treat everyone who comes in for an emergency. It's part of their mission to serve the poor. And, and frankly, by law, they have to do that. So someone shows up at a hospital and needs heart surgery, they have to see them, whether they can pay or not. And hospitals call this uncompensated care. That's usually six, five, six percent, you know, of our bills are um, uncompensated care. So, but the, does that mean that you're giving them, you're giving that totally for free? It, 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 you know, there are situations where it is fully uncompensated. So it is unique um, and it is challenging in that regard. Were you an MBA? Did you go to business school? I, I did. And did they teach you about this business model where you give away stuff for less than it costs? <laughs> in the program that I went in my graduate program, they did. It's a unique business. That, that's what's confusing is that when I go to Walmart, you know, and I buy a toaster, Walmart doesn't charge me. $200 for a $100 toaster because they're selling the DVDs down the aisle for way cheaper than it costs to make them. You know, it. you're right. Um, 
But, you know, I guess the one thing I would say is, you know, healthcare is a much different business than going to Walmart and shopping for a carton of milk uh, or looking for a loaf of bread. Or a toaster. Or a toaster. <laughs> um, you know, it's just different. You're not going to... Um, does it seem weird to you? I mean, that's weird. It is a business. I mean, this is a business, right? There are definitely times where it's um, it's it's crazy. It's just it, it's a different model, and um, but you know, you know, and I can only speak for Sacred Heart. We're in it for you know to make a margin, but we're also in it to take care of the community. Now that community, for the most part. It allows the hospital to charge twice as much as the place down the street. We actually saw this on our way out of Sacred Heart. We walked through the MRI facility. And in this facility, there's this huge, fancy MRI machine. It looks like a big space-age donut. And, and waiting to go and lie down in that expensive donut was a woman named Lisa Mix. And I asked her what brought her in. And what are you coming in for today? An MRI of my abdomen. And and do you have a sense of how much MRIs cost? Honestly, I don't. I don't because I have really really good insurance. Mm-hmm. So as we have said many times on this show, this is a really key part of why hospitals can charge so much because us patients, we are strange economic actors. Most of us are insured and we go to the hospital because we've been there before, because our doctor says to go to that hospital, but not because it has the most competitive price. We don't know the price here versus there. And why, you know, why should we? Why should Lisa Mix? There, there's no sign outside saying leg MRI cost this much, foot MRI cost this much. I do want to say these machines, uh, when you see them, they are totally amazing. I mean, you lie down and a minute later, there's this high resolution picture of the inside of your body on the computer screen. So you get why they're in general expensive. Okay. But then, I mean, you go down the street, which we did. David, you and I left the hospital, drove less than a mile down the street to the Imaging Center of Pensacola. It's run by Sharon and John Sowers. They're a couple. And and we were shocked to find out that they have a better machine. They have a three Tesla MRI as opposed to the hospital's 1.5 Tesla, which basically means they can make higher resolution images. If I came in here for a shoulder MRI, it'd be about $470 for the scan. Which machine would you probably put me in? For most body exams, but not all, the three Tesla is preferable. For the shoulder, certainly you would go to the three Tesla. So I would be paying half the price and you'd be putting me in a much fancier, more high-resolution machine. That's correct. Uh, The 1.5... That's sort of amazing. Well, um, that's that's the way it works. (laughs) We're one of the best-kept secrets in town. (laughs) All right, so this place obviously wins the price war. But the hospital, in some ways, it, it isn't even fighting this war. They're, they're staying open 24 hours a day. They're giving away heart surgeries and stitches to people who can't pay, whereas the imaging center of Pensacola is operating like, well, like a normal business. You're under a different pressure. We're under a different pressure. If we, I mean, we, our equipment is leased. General Electric sends us, sends us a bill. The power company expects to be paid. And at the end of the month, which this is the end of the month, we're either in the black or not, and we either can pay those bills. We don't have deep pockets, in other words. Right. We have no we have no glide. We have to make we have to make our numbers every month. So we have to be efficient. So in a perfect market, the imaging center of Pensacola MRI wins. 
And that is what Brad Myers with his website wants, right? A perfect market where you can go to a website, get the information you need, choose the cheaper place, and the most efficient place wins. Ideally, what would be awesome would be that their doc would actually pick up some piece of it, pick up uh, his iPhone or have somebody look it up on the computer and find out where the best price was before they referred them. And they would, they would refer them based on price, given they didn't have some complicating factors that required them to be in a, a, a hospital or some other place that could handle those risks. And then what will happen? Then what will happen is the folks that are charging 1500 and $2,000 for an MRI will not have the demand for their services to support rendering that service, or they will change their price. It'll, it'll become a, a normally functioning marketplace. <laughs> That's your crazy dream. It, it's probably going to happen quicker than everybody thinks. Okay, so what if this does happen? What if everyone goes down the street and the hospital loses all that revenue from MRIs? What, what happens? We asked Mike Smith at Sacred Heart Hospital, and we talked to another hospital there as well, and both said they'd have to find some way to make up that lost money. They might have to cut services or raise prices on other things because they need to cover their costs. And we also talked to someone at an insurance company, and I asked, why aren't you encouraging people to go down the street if it will save you money? And the person said, yes, we do that, but it's kind of like a balloon. You know, you squeeze one place and it expands another place. Here is the thing that I kept getting stuck on. I mean, it feels wrong that, that the hospital charges twice as much, right? But, but really, is it? Is it bad if it keeps an emergency room open 24 hours a day or if, you know, someone gets shot and they don't have insurance, can they, they can show up at the hospital and be seen? We, we all want the hospital to be there. If I get in a car accident tonight, in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., I hope that the hospital is open and ready to care for me. So, Hannah, you and I talk this over a lot. And the problem from an economic perspective is that if you don't have real prices for individual things, there is no easy way for the market to eliminate inefficiencies. I mean, what if the hospital is running a very inefficient heart surgery unit or baby delivery wing? I mean, maybe the baby delivery wing has 50 of the fanciest incubators available, but they only really need 25, and maybe they really don't need the fancier ones, and the older ones are better, or something like that. I mean, maybe maybe a hospital wastes a lot of money. How would you know? Because you can't go down the street for that. I mean, you could compare prices from hospital to hospital, but as we learned, the hospital prices are totally make-believe anyway. Yeah, you just have to trust that on a big scale, hospitals are competing with other hospitals for the business of insurance companies, and that overall, you have to trust that will make sure they'll provide good care as cost-effectively as possible. I think this is one of those examples of how healthcare is is a kind of strange hybrid. It's sort of... uh Part free market system merged with a public system, you know, hospitals serving the public good. And as a result, I was thinking the other night, it's sort of like one of those weird duck mobiles. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> I have. You know, you put the tourist ride in it. It's like a bus that can also go in the water. But it's not a great bus and it's not a great boat. I mean, you could be either, but I think it's hard to be both. <laughs> I actually had a friend who worked for one of those in Boston, and he said that they capsize a lot 
when they get to the world. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we are on to our weekend. So I did want to say that, you know, even if the outpatient facility down the street is half the price of the hospital, both places often charge a lot more for MRIs than places do in other countries. So we've been looking at Japan. The cost of an MRI in Japan seems to be quite a lot cheaper than the U.S. I'm trying to figure out why that is. If you have thoughts about that, if you've gotten an MRI in Japan or you are a radiologist who does MRIs in Japan, we'd love to hear from you. We're at planetmoney at npr.org, and our blog is npr.org slash money. I'm Kana Jaffe-Walt. And I'm David Kestenbaum. Thank you for listening.